Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I don't think I need to introduce this lady because you should hopefully know who she is. But welcome, Shah or Charlotte. Do you prefer Shah or Charlotte? Um, a mix. I don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, but I might just you. like interchange because some people just call me like Jazzy. I'm like, no, not Jazzy. Like Jazz, yes, but like not this. <laughs> Jazzy is a no. People call you like Lottie sometimes. Do you get that? No, so not really Lottie, uh, just Shah or Charlotte. Um, but yeah, not not really Lottie. Oh, welcome, Lottie. No, I'm joking. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> have you done podcasts before? I can't. I didn't ask that before we started recording. Have Have I done one? Yeah. Have, yeah, I've done. Yeah, I've done a few before. I do find I go off on a bit of tangent. So if you need to rein me in, please do. I feel like it's like a bit of a like a, a nervy thing, and then I'm like, oh god, you just stop talking, but I can't. <laughs> So, like you want I think sometimes it's better to be that way from my perspective because I'm like it's so bad I never really get it these days but remember when I, like, I first started there's a couple of people I was like okay this is this is gonna be a hard one I'm gonna have to literally like you're really trying to like dig and dig and dig and yeah like, and they're just not giving you anything yeah like, like <laughs> yeah I'm a tutor, but just give me something but no we're cool we're really at least you can edit me down <laughs> if you need to <laughs> I say this every time, right? But Holly ends up editing me half the bloody time. I always ask her, like, who are you editing most? She's like, you. I was like, I've done this like over 200 times and I still can't get my shit together. Like, <laughs> everyone. But I want to talk about, before we go into all the cool shit that's happened this year with you, I want to try and like find out who Charlotte is away from competing, also who Charlotte was before she started competing. I always find that very interesting to start with because then you might start to like piece together a couple of things when you come into when we come into like what's happened this year. So talk to me about who Charlotte was before, maybe just maybe a year before she got into competing. Yes, sure. So I, before I got into competing, which I think does make a big difference to my um, like successful start of competing, I um, already trained for like two years, probably. I mean, definitely not at the right, not in the right way, um, but I was already weight training and I was pretty bang on it with that pretty religious with it um but alongside that I was a bit of a party gal <laughs> um so I had done a season in Ibiza in 2017 I want to say and that was so much fun um I still went to the gym out there like I trained in like a real old school bodybuilding gym in San Antonio Bay and it was really cool like really old equipment like basic equipment but yeah so that was cool. I'd obviously had, yeah, had probably one of my best fun summers, like enjoying myself, um, making new friends, um, enjoying what Ibiza has to offer. So yeah, like I said, I was already training for a good amount of time. I used to, well, a lot of people don't know my like previous sort of like job. Um, so I used to work in beauty. So I managed a spa within a hotel. So I started as a spa therapist there and then kind of gradually sort of built my way up there. I worked there for about like four or five years. Really, really enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy so much the management side of it because I wasn't as hands-on. I wasn't doing what I enjoyed doing, which was like dealing with people and doing the treatments and doing the massages and all that side of things. So I ended up not really enjoying that side of it. And then um, all COVID happened and lockdown happened and we were put on furlough. Well, before then, actually. So I'd started a prep before then, before COVID and stuff happened. But that's how the change of job happened was because of COVID. But I did a prep for um, first timers, PCA first timers. And then obviously COVID happened and it got all cancelled. <laughs> So I'd like done a prep before before sort of the change of jobs and stuff, because I think a lot of people were, um, weren't sure if I already worked sort of within the fitness industry before sort of ever starting competing. But yeah, no, I remember competing. you in beauty. So I remember when I tanned you, I was like, oh, it's just like generally that like chit chat with you. Like, oh, a beauty therapist. I was like, fuck you. You have it. You just have it easy, man. Like, you know what you're doing with stuff. Like if someone like, for example, if a beauty person messes me up, I'm screwed. At least you can do it out yourself. And like, I just remember you like, yeah, I did this treatment myself. I did this myself. I did this myself. And I was like, 
I'm so sorry. And as well, like well, I always used to do my own makeup for shows and do do my own makeup for shows if they're international, if Danielle Spencer is not around. And that was such a game changer <laughs> as well. It's nice to do that. Um, so, yeah, I come from a beauty background doing massage um, and was a bit of a party girl basically and then I loved the gym and like I said I would like I would still go to the gym on a Sunday after I'd been out with my friends and stuff like granted it wouldn't be the most amazing session ever but I would go and I would still like I loved it and um, I was probably even overtraining like six days a week to be honest so yeah then I I think I got back from a, a holiday to Ibiza so I was done with the season and stuff and I just met some friends out there and um, I was like you know what I'd want to I toyed with the idea of it for ages because I was always really broad-shouldered and I always had a big old set of shoulders on me um the people had said to me like oh you should try competing like you should try it blah 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 and um I had joined at LRF because previously when I started training at um at the gym within the hotel that I worked in and it was really basic but what I actually did when I getting into fitness was I did a, a Joe Wicks the body coach I did his like plan that's how I went from like skinny fat to like getting into like weight training and um so that's how that come about and I got got hooked on the weights basically <laughs> I feel like I'm really like meshing this together like no, this oh, here's, part of it, here's part of it here's part of it because <laughs> no, like I knew some of it but I didn't know like all of it like did, was you because you obviously work at LOF now like was you was you living around that area anyway or did yes. you kind of like move to LOF once you kind of become the coach there was like no so was- I um lived in the area anyway yes so oh. I already lived in the area and I was just training out of the hotel gym and then I was like kind of outgrown it because it was really just like you know what gyms are like in a hotel like they're just kind of basic quick kit you know you've got a variety of cardio equipment. Whenever you see, ho- I don't know about you. Whenever you see gym in the hotel like booking.com description bit, I'm like, okay, there's going to be some like variety of cardio equipment, but there some might dumbbells. Be, yeah, there might just be some, some dumbbells. That like tower of dumbbells, <laughs> tower like that. <laughs> cable stack that's like half broken, and maybe a leg press. You might get a leg press if you're lucky. But yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. There wasn't a leg press. I don't think there was a leg press. <laughs> So, with because you were like toying with the idea of competing, was this while you were out? Like, was you active? Like, I always find it interesting. Like, the point of like you're thinking about it, you're toying with it, and then the moment that goes flips the switch and goes right, I'm doing this. Okay, I'm actually gonna like actually go for this because I think sometimes when you're toying an idea it's kind of like this internal conversation you're having with yourself and it's Mm. like all these reasons why you shouldn't do it then all these reasons why you should do it so like can you remember like that sort of dialogue or like that situation that was going on with yourself yeah so I can remember so I had just got back from like the trip with my friends I had a really good time and I was just back back at the gym and I was actually in the gym and I was training and I was like you know what like I fucking love this like and I really want to like it wasn't that I wanted to stop going out all the time but I just wanted to like give my training a little bit more purpose and like more like of a challenge myself um like the idea behind competing for me was never like oh I love the glitz and the glam and I love like that it just always come from like that love of training and like wanting to challenge myself further and like I said give it a bit more direction and like level it up a little bit so I was in the gym training and um I just emailed Rob on the inquiry back by way back when and I was like hey I've decided I want to compete and I want you to coach me when can we start (laughs) that's literally what it said and then um he just replied back like later that day and just gave me all the details and the information and yeah here we are (laughs) like any like insecurities or like doubts or anything that was kind of like niggling in your head like when you went into it or was you kind of like no like I don't care if I might not think I'm good enough like I'm just kind of give this a bit of a go and kind of just see where it goes like did you ha- be realistic did you have any ex- like was the expectation always going and going 
okay, I can, I, I really want to like go for PCA or we want to go for like the pro card or what was like? Oh, that was never the intention. It was just literally like, oh, I really want to take this to the next level, challenge myself. I loved how Bikini Girls looked through like, through Rob's page. I like think I found like Kerry Sexton and like Phoebe Hagen through like obviously him having previously coached them. And I loved how they looked and I wanted to like look like that basically. So initially it was never... I want to get a pro card. So when when did it change then? Because I'm going to be really honest with you. I remember meeting you at lockdown September show. Yes, September show. And I remember, yeah. like, tell me if I'm completely wrong here, but I remember seeing you at the May marquee pro qualifier. I think it was a marquee pro qualifier. Do you remember that one? It was amazing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So that was that was last season. Yeah. And I remember yeah. like seeing your face and I think you were, I don't know what it was. Tell me if I was wrong, but I just remember thinking, oh, she seems quite stressed today. Like I I felt a different like vibe of you at that marquee one. And I was yeah. like, I did think in my head, I was like, oh, like, because I, I, I don't know, I thought someone changed you. It was like I knew what you were going for, but I was like, oh, I really hope that like it's not got to the stage where like it's the pressure and it feels like it's too much. Cause I think it can get too much for every competitor when they kind of flip that switch from, I've got no expectations. So actually I really want to go for this. And then that show day experience, like slightly changes. Like I could be completely wrong, but I remember telling you in that marquee and I was yeah. like, something's in, something's changed a good way. But I thought, Oh, I don't think she's having the best show day today. Like I might be completely wrong though. Yeah, like, um, so you, your initial question was, when did it change? So it actually did change um, much sooner than then. So uh, I went into my initial, like, wanting to compete with, like, no desire to, like, I didn't even really know what it was to be a pro. Like, I didn't know what it was. I just wanted to compete and I like winning. <laughs> so I wanted to win. Um, so I did that whole first prep and that got cancelled. And obviously, like, it developed and I saw how I was looking I saw how I was progressing and obviously like you kind of get a vibe of like oh like I am actually going to be good at this kind of thing like obviously like from my coach from like other people supporting me and other people in the industry like I was like got the vibe that like okay one I really loved doing this and two I could be really good at this um so when that show was cancelled I was fucking devastated like it was awful obviously like lockdown was shit for everyone um but it was literally like you've gone from like being like one week out from a show um where you've literally and I put like everything into that like I was so dedicated I remember crying in the kitchen to my mum and she was like genuinely concerned she was like there's something wrong with you <laughs> and I was like you don't understand <laughs> just being so dramatic and now when I look back at it I can laugh but at the time I was like yeah devastated about it because I'm very I am very all or nothing and it was very all a hundred percent I think yeah a lot of people are like that aren't they um, and I definitely am one of them so yeah that got cancelled um but I genuinely remember writing in my phone that I wanted to get a PCA pro card I was like I want a PCA pro card so and then naturally like I I don't I don't think I thought like oh, I want an IFBB pro card then but it was like I want a PCA one. That was then the goal. So then we had obviously lockdown. I was training in my garden, <laughs> loving life um, and just trying to, yeah, get through lockdown and progress as, as well as I could. So then there was the shows then. So that's my first show was um, like shortly after lockdown. So I started working at LRF then and went into like two bros basically because they were the first shows that were on. So that's just how that happened. Went into that and obviously did well with that so that obviously must have been where the progression from like pca pro card to wanting i like ifbb pro card came in and i did obviously that one show which actually was a pro qualifier so my first ever show was a pro qualifier and i got into the overall and i got like three first places obviously it was like not a massive show because it was in lockdown still but um i was like okay like i'm good at this like let's let's do it I'm good at this and then did the following pro qualifier as well and then from there went into off season and was like really militant like this is my goal this is what I want I was really open about it because I don't mind being open about it and then that prep 
for that marquee show, um, I was really open about the shows, dates I was planning and targeting and like almost was like, you know, like 10 weeks out, da, 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 all of that, like was just getting amazing support from people, which is awesome. Um, and like you said, I was, <clears throat> I felt the pressure and it was not a case of like, it, it's not, okay. I, I found it really hard to explain to people after it because that's after that show is when I stopped being so public about my plans mm. because um I just could not deal with the pressure of it and it was more like I know it's my issue because no one's putting that pressure on you it's you allowing what is happening and like what people are saying and posting to put that pressure on you but yeah I think I, like, definitely not the only person to ever say that and experience that though like and I think yeah. it actually takes a lot of like guts and like self-awareness to go do you know what I can handle a lot of shit I can do a prep I can do this I can do that but there's just this one thing that I just I just tap out and I have to tap out on and I just think it's it's refreshing and it's honest to hear this sort of stuff because no one's doesn't matter if you're like the most adherent bodybuilder in the world you're not fucking like you're not a rock yeah, you yeah. have got feelings. You have got your own stuff, and I do think like it would be refreshing to hit for listen to like hear that and be like, do you know what? Like, I just can't. I just can't handle that pressure, and I can't do it either. I yeah. generally like, even if someone's intention is so good, like that's I the thing. Like, and I felt almost like a dick, like because of it, because I was like, like it. It was having people tagging me in like good luck things and having clients messaging me saying good luck you're gonna smash this like pro card pending and like all of this and getting all of that and you know what like um what like Instagram is like on show day anyway like it's mad so then it was just too much and I then like had to go to go back to that and like not deal with it but like if you know what I mean like you've got to like see these things that are saying like pro card pending and like people saying people messaging you saying like show me the card and I'm like there's no card (laughs) like when you're like you probably already were handling it fine like when it happened like when you came on stage you realized it wasn't happening but then when you were having to like message say 50 people the same thing again and again didn't get it get it didn't get it didn't get it didn't get it then you know it's not gonna feel it's, it is going to feel a bit like, oh, God, I'm saying it again. Yeah. Like reminding you of the obvious when actually you don't want it being shoved in your face, but you're having to shove it in your own face. In order yeah. To people. But if you don't reply to other people, then you feel like a dick, but then you don't want Yeah, to you can't not reply. Like, yeah, so then you're just in like this situation of like, well, what the fuck do I do? Like, yeah. I get like that sometimes, like even just replying to people on like personals, like I've got to the point where I'm like, I just can't, I can't keep... Like I can't keep, I can't do everything and expect myself to just be like this person that just doesn't get like affected or Jimmy like yeah. get like too it doesn't yeah. get too much. So I, I can I, I definitely notice the difference then when you went what I call the secret squirrel. I think a secret squirrel is a thing. Okay, I think everyone should be a secret squirrel, and I think you have to go through that process though of like in different stages like being a competitor like oh like doing not I wouldn't say oversharing but like sharing loads doing like 10 weeks out like it's actually a really good thing because I think it's like it's almost like a gateway into the industry because you get more connected with people people yeah you get more like you are very I think it does help you with the accountability side if it's still a little bit like new to you potentially yeah Um, I do think like what swings one way goes another way so maybe like for me I remember like well I've got a bit too much one way now I have to rein it in and it's trying yeah. to I think it's that self-awareness of going okay this is like my point and now this is when I need to rein it in and this is where like I know now how I can be a competitor in this industry while still doing what's right for me but then also like opening people having people like in and I think that's kind of like that is your own gauge that you've got to like figure out and that's like yeah. that's what I saw what was happening with you which I think it's quite a I think it's quite a strong thing to be able to kind of go okay I need to like protect myself here and realize like what my like formula is for being and competing and staying yeah. and not letting it override you or overpower you if that makes yeah. sense because that's what it felt like it was it was like all of this pressure that like I said it's not anyone else it's me allowing that to happen um or me feeling that way 
and yeah I just found out that I found it so much better with not having that um, and not doing the constant updates and not yeah I don't know like it's nice to have obviously like especially on like a bad day or whatever on prep getting like nice messages nice comments like reassurance and things like that but I was just yeah I just prefer I, I like I people are like well how like how do you like like you said your formula like what is your formula so I will generally if someone talks to me about it in person will tell them mm-hmm. um I just won't project like you said like I'm 10 weeks out I'm one week out or whatever I'm doing this I'm doing that um and that tends to work for me really well generally if someone asks me in person I'll say yeah this is what I'm doing because obviously they can tell towards the end when the older face comes in (laughs) how much like makeup or filler if you're into that shit like you can't hide hide that face I this is how stupid I was right I generally thought last year I hid it so well I was like it's a photo like Jasmine you had the worst fucking diet face in the whole of like the UK like what planet <laughs> were hiding this that should be I... like an award like that <laughs> comes out at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> who oh, had the worst diet base of 2022 <laughs> I don't think I could, that should be a thing I actually think that could like that could not like could generally vote it's like end I would year. happily put myself forward and because I like I know that I don't look like that generally it's just prep <laughs> <laughs> oh I love that right how many shows have you done this year because I'm not gonna lie hun I did lose count and I couldn't keep scrolling your feet it was just yeah so- I was thinking about this earlier because I thought she's gonna ask about this <laughs> so I was like um right how many so uh I went in with a PCA as an amateur which rocked the boat a little bit <laughs> right, hey, um, let's go back there yeah because I forgot about that so you got PCA pro last year yes that was awesome it- went back in after so basically if people don't know the rules when you are awarded pro status um and this is with ifbb as well you if you compete with another federation you do not retain your pro status and after i won the british finals and got my card then with pca i then went on and did all my string of shows to try and get the pro card internationally with mpc so ifbb so i instantly lost the pro card so i was no longer retaining it but i kept it in my bio because i earned that <laughs> that was saying that i was thinking about this like there's been a couple of situations where like people have got different pro statuses like before the pco pro and it's like it's been included but then afterwards like if you get anything afterwards, then it's kind of obviously IFBB is completely different, but like a, yeah, like a GBO process. Yes. Yeah, so there's different rules. So with like GBO and stuff, you can you can basically with GBO uh, or there's certain different rules and regulations and things with the different federations where you can compete on a pro stage with another federation, but not an amateur stage or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what happened there. So I just wanted to jump into a PCA show is my first show of the season I love competing with PCA so I yeah went for it and because I, I saw that I thought you know what like fucking hats off to you because that must taken a lot of like guts because you probably knew you're gonna get a few people going like oh why is going back and I'm like for fuck's sake like it, like I always find this right when people have like opinions I'm like do you pay her pills no she can do what she wants like <laughs> I was a bit like apprehensive of it but I was actually surprised that people were bothered by it. But I don't know. I know I get that if you don't know the rules and things, you would be a bit confused by it. So I, I do get that completely. Um, and I get why people were a bit like, why would you do it? And I compete because I enjoy it and I enjoy. So so why not? Yeah. I just um, sometimes when like when other people see other people like doing well or like, yeah, they would they wish they were in that situation where they got their PCA process and then went elsewhere and then went back and still did well. Like that's the re- that's the reality people are just envious like of most of that situation I would say if they, they and, and as well people um who knew that I was doing the show were like like why like I was really stressed <laughs> I was like this feels like more pressure because like there's no like there's no guarantee you know what I mean that like like people who, who knew that I was doing it like close friends and stuff and people who were like at the gym were like 
like yeah obviously you're gonna go you're gonna win you're gonna smash it get another sword like get the overall and I was like you don't know who's gonna turn up and like you don't know you don't know who's competing like you said secret squirrels are out there (laughs) they're everywhere everywhere watching um (laughs) so there's no like guarantee and I like although I am confident in my abilities and know that I'm a good athlete I also I'm very self-critical of myself and um very aware that it just takes another very good athlete to come and beat you like so I did not go into that thinking I'm gonna walk this and it's gonna be easy like I don't know if people thought that but that's really not me at all like that's not that's not how I am and like you've seen me on show day like I'm very reserved I'm very quiet and I do keep myself to myself I'm probably sat backstage reading a book usually to be honest rather than like yeah I don't know yeah I I would say you like I'd say you're like you're chat if someone's talking to you you're chatty but you're not the one to like you say because some people walk in and they're like really like overly well I I do get you but you're a bit more like reserve if someone talks to you then you will like be chatty back but then you're kind of like you can see that you'll come back like to yourself and just be like yeah I quite like my own space and my own time on on show day yeah just like to kind of get get in the zone and just get in the zone I like it so let's go back to the original question before you like the PCA thing I went oh shit my notes um so (laughs) how many shows yeah you did PCA how many PCA did you do just one just the one Right, I'm gonna guess that you've done this year eight. Let's let's see. So PCA, I don't think it's that many. PCA, and then I did um a two rows qualifier. Then from there it was Alicante, then Portugal. So this is four. Um, then Finland, and then Alicante again. Oh no, because it was British finals. Seven. Okay, I was close. That's not close. bad. Yes. That's not bad. Right. Yeah. Seven. And I yeah. remember that LRF post of like competing abroad of how much it was. And the first thing I thought was that, oh, Shah's bank account. Jesus. Barclays bank account. I'm going, what the fuck is she up to this year? My, uh, so I have a Starling account. And when you go on the app, it tells you like spent in July. And like for anyone that's interested, it said like over over 10 grand in the month of July (laughs) just in case you're interested in doing a run of shows (laughs) isn't it bad though like if you think about it that way like if you want to really go like hunt for that card like that's generally like if you could put a price in it then you generally actually know like potentially what the price is and obviously you've got sponsors as well so that does help a little bit but it still doesn't yeah massively yeah yeah so like it's obviously a big investment and a big commitment and I think money's not everything but like obviously it comes into a big part of it and um and obviously being able to work as well whilst I was traveling comes into it because a lot of people who this is more like hobby to them or they're not within like fitness or they can't work remotely then you've got to add in like having time off work as well to that so yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot crazy because I, I always kind of, I, I kind of not mirror completely, but like your, the way that you were going for your pro card very much remind me like being on the sidelines of like Kerry's when it was like, she generally keeps, she was like, oh, do I keep going? I was like, can you afford it? She goes, yes. I was like, yes. <laughs> She's like, can you afford it? I was like, yes, yes. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the, like, the, literally, like, the weekly conversation we'd have every Monday. And I was like, she goes, I was like, right, what's next? She goes, Oh, I think it's this one, but I'm not sure. I was like, can you afford it? Because yes, I was like, okay, fine, don't do it. Do it, yeah. Like, it's just funny how stuff like that happens. But generally, like, being real, like, was there a moment where you thought, okay, I'm, I'm just going to just accept that, like, maybe I just need to take a year out and maybe go next year or whatever? Or, like, was it generally, I am not stopping? Yeah, no, it was not, I am not stopping. After, so this just shows to people as well, like, how varied things can be in competing and how much is affected by who else you're in the lineup with what the judging panel is looking for and how you come into the show is that the first two shows pro qualifiers so uh in spain in alicante i got first and then the show one week later i got fourth so different set of judges 
different look. I'd come in leaner. I was much leaner than everyone else who placed higher than me. And yeah, it just like after that show, I then knew. So what was that? That was Portugal. And then the one after that was Finland. Finland. Yeah. And there was like a two week gap, I think, between those two. And um, I knew that Maz was judging who had given me first place at Alicante and his feedback was to come in leaner. Mm. So like we were really pushing, um, although my feedback from, well, although we saw from, I didn't get feedback from Portugal, but we saw from who won and who placed higher than me, they went for a softer look. We knew that Maz had asked for me to come in leaner. So he was judging me at the next show. So we were really pushing and I genuinely in my head I had given up like I was like I'm not getting it this year I'm not good enough like I'm not there yet I'm still not not knocking on the door like um and I had a conversation with Jazz one of the girls at the gym who works every morning so we have little interactions each morning when I go in for my fasted cardio and she shout out to Jazz she gets me through all the time <laughs> um with her little like little motivational bits for me and like just come on go get it done like if I'm procrastinating she's like go upstairs like so I love those little interactions um I'll have to tell her that she gets a shout out on here <laughs> I went into the gym and I booed my eyes out <laughs> I was like really struggling <laughs> because um I I'm not afraid to push and I'm not afraid of hard work but I was pushing and I was finding it really hard to do that because I felt like in my head you're not getting it and I was like it's a struggle to keep like pushing and by pushing I mean like actual like zero carb days and like a lot on the Stairmaster and obviously we do this for the extremes and it is extreme at times in prep like it's about getting it right basically when you're doing the extreme bits and um, like the the power of like the mind because as soon as you like you felt like giving up like you felt everything else just felt like 10 times harder and also mentioned about like your mate jazz like isn't it mad they probably have no idea they're just saying you know go on get it done like but they yeah. have probably no idea the actual impact that is having on you on that day and they have no idea how much like that propels you to like the next stage yeah they actually, it's crazy like how sometimes those people generally have no clue. And you at the yeah. end, like, thank you so much. Like, oh, I did nothing. I'm like, no, seriously, you have no idea. You did. Like, yeah, I literally did have that with her when I, um, I can't remember when it was. It was when I come back from Finland. So it was still before I'd got the card, but it was after after the meltdown. And I was, I even like got a little bit emotional when I was saying it to her. I was like, you don't understand like, like how much of a difference it makes because it would be so different to just come in and just have like a two second interaction with someone who just says hey how are you yeah good yeah 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 go, go upstairs whereas it's yeah it's more than that and it makes such a difference even if it's just literally like five minutes before my cardio we just have a little catch up and yeah so Finland you came in Lena did that get rewarded in the end like yeah so I uh, won my class and then was probably like so in the overall um it's obviously hard to say but um the winner was so say it was in a long lineup the winner was here and then there was another girl here UK girl Emily coached by uh Jake Watts and um then I was here so I kind of feel we look, think that it was more like third kind of in the in the overall if that makes sense but I was like significantly leaner than everyone in that lineup as well so it was like okay we've took the feedback and we've gone like a little bit too far into it if that makes sense so then it's this is why it is so important to do a run of shows and like maybe not necessarily to the extent that I did (laughs) if you don't want to because you can take yeah you can take the feedback and um apply it and bring a completely different look and then yeah obviously it just worked out in the end and it was Maz who actually gave me my pro card in the end so he judged me three times in the end obviously not only him obviously in the line panel of judges yeah because you came in like I I think you came in relatively more like softer when you got your pro stated than correct yeah so yeah we were like filling me out to come in softer which worked really well actually um obviously <laughs> by the result was that a mind fuck though yeah so it was really hard definitely definitely really hard as well because I'd been so used to like seeing how I looked like absolutely shred um like super super shredded 
to then be like softening it out in your head like we all have those little insecurities and I know when I'm on stage I don't have the like I have a small waist obviously but the I don't have the tiniest waist on stage compared to other people um just literally my anatomy like it can't get any smaller like because there's no body fat on there some things are out of your control um so in my head I was like oh I look bloated I look like this I look soft but then once I got the turn on, I was like, damn, this looks good. I was like, this looks good. I did a backstage check-in after the base coat of turn. I was like, okay, like this looks good. And this looks like kind of what I think they're wanting at the moment, mm. which was, yeah, exciting. Exciting. <laughs> you, 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 you've mellowed that one down. Yeah, it was exciting getting the pro card. Like, it, yeah. It no, was- I meant <laughs> like... Uh, like having all those doubts like all through that week eating all this food like I don't know if you see but like Rob did share some of what like my diet was like and I was eating like 145 grams of cream of rice 50 grams of biscoff like in one meal like crazy crazy food so like having all that all week and then like in the morning I was like I'm I'm pale and I'm fat and then I got the tan on (laughs) got the tan on I was like oh okay like this is actually looking okay (laughs) pale and fat love it on show day yeah pale fat but um right you need (laughs) me about this bloody big bag of what I saw that looked like shavings in your suitcase someone sent me a photo and I, and I think it was I think it was Mel she was like because right I've been going out with Mel recently and obviously like she doesn't eat me and like at the end of a meal like she doesn't finish her food and I'm like right I'm gonna try some your vegan stuff and every oh. time she's like, oh, this isn't like the real thing and I'm like you keep saying that every pissing time and I'm hoping one day I think she's gonna have to cook for me at this point yeah. but like yeah she was talking to me about like this big bag of something that you would put in your suitcase I was like what the fuck are you on about and then she so showed me it I was like nah she doesn't look that around this shoe she was like yeah because you can't get it anywhere and she was really going into it and I was like yeah so um yeah, yeah I'm so- for the listeners tell me what the hell this is what what you do because what that was is it was um vegetarian mince so i'm vegetarian my diet generally is pretty vegan to be honest i'm intolerant to eggs so i can't use like eggs as a protein source um i don't call myself vegan because i'm not a vegan but my um general diet that i follow is vegan but like when i have off plan food and stuff i will eat like normal chocolate and things like that i do generally avoid dairy just because um, I'll eat cheese though halloumi give me that all day but like ice cream I will have like vegan Ben and Jerry's which is beautiful so that bag <laughs> was uh, vegetarian mince basically which is just the protein sauce that I ended up just kind of using throughout the end of my prep and obviously like I can't just go to Spain or Finland and get this same exact brand because if you know or have looked at like macros and things in vegetarian or vegan like protein sources or mock meats they're all completely different like mm-hmm. so there was no way that's why my luggage this is probably why I spent all that money is because I kept paying for my luggage allowance being like 10 kilos over oh, <laughs> and it's just mince <laughs> Worst thing is, they probably think you've shown you know you've thrown in like a towel a few more toiletries than usual maybe like yeah it's like a bag like this size full up with mints um so yeah basically I just was decanting it into this bag because they come in like do you know like the part the packages that like chicken would come in like it's like a plastic tray they come in like that and it was just taking up so much room in the bag so I I found those massive bags in um I think they were in Spain and I was like this is going to save my life (laughs) it's dry and then you add hot water and it cooks it no so it's it's it just looks a bit like a bit they look a bit dry to be fair when they're um when it's like just not cooked and then I cook it add some like dry seasonings and spices to it and um yeah tastes good um but yeah just just fry it up brilliant I honestly I couldn't get over this bag that Mel was showing me I was yeah it's huge isn't it and because my head is so tiny as well I'm like a little well, bobblehead with this huge bag. Literally, I've always seen you this morning with a Starbucks mug that looked bigger than the rest, the whole of your body. Yeah. Like that one. <laughs> I, maybe I have a tiny head. Maybe you're just, your mug was out angling you. Maybe. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> liberties, liberties. So, <laughs> you are a coach as well as competing at the same time and being a secret school. I think that takes a lot of like work. So, talk to me about like what what your like daily routine is like whether it's obviously you're kind of like reverse dieting so it's maybe like somewhat similar to what you were in prep but like what is the daily sort of routine you can expect from you 
while being a coach and doing everything else? Um, so I'm a real early riser. How my clients check in, which works beautifully for me, um, is that they check in the night before. So they do their check in, obviously, the, the day before in the morning, like a normal check in would be done um, in the morning and they wait then they complete their whole day then they update their like check-in form which is a tracker for for us um they update that with all their info like how their day's gone blah 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 blah. and then they send it in the evening and then I get up at four in the morning have a nice coffee out of my big old Starbucks mug Um, (laughs) is this like pre-competing vibes you don't do this was this just like since competing like you've just found this is like the best time for you to wake up as in, like, just when I'm on prep or as in competing, as in, like, being a competitor? Yeah, like, was this, was this always kind of, like, would you always be, like, an early riser? I am always was quite an early riser. I think I got it from my mum. She, like, would be awake at, like, 5am, like, listening to an audiobook um, or, like, reading a book downstairs, just doing things. So I think I got it from my mum. Like, genuinely always would be awake, but more of a normal time, like, to, to like, a lot of people, like, like six is early still isn't it so four to other people was like what you're crazy but yeah like I used to be up at like would always be up at six like no matter what like my body clock would always wake me up so always quite an early riser um and then yeah just kind of getting as you know what it's like on prep your sleep gets a bit rubbish doesn't it but yeah just worked really nicely for me getting those check-ins done in the morning so I generally do a block of work between uh like four to like seven then I walk the dog if I've got cardio I'll do cardio if not then just walk the dog um and then come back do any like secondary replies and stuff so obviously they kind of were waking up and getting back to me with any questions and things that I have for them then I generally like to train between like like after two meals so 12 31 ish and then in the afternoon is sort of posing lessons or calls with clients or calls with uh like the other lrf coaches about their clients and things like that yeah and then, what's and then when, when do you kind of like have downtime what when's that when's that from time? like <laughs> depends on what day it is um because some days i do like uh evening posing and things just to fit in for people but like usually i'm a bit rubbish with anything that requires brain power after like 5pm like I can't <laughs> I can do basic tasks but if anything like requires me to be really thinking about it <laughs> like it can't happen so I'll just yeah chill out um of an evening watch a movie or something and then yeah and what, time, what time's bed usually I, I start getting ready for bed at, like just after like eight yeah I feel like it's funny before like Joe I generally could be that person that I would fall asleep at like midnight one and then I wouldn't wake up to like eight nine whereas I've started to slowly shift it like around to the point that we probably go to bed at like well I think we like turn a tv up at like nine and then by like maybe half nine I'm in bed and then Joe wakes up like similar to you like he's quite early whereas for me I think I'm like a natural like half six seven but that's yeah. like for me but I'm hoping like by more rejigging I can like start pushing it to like going to bed early earlier and like waking up earlier because it does feel better well I don't know it's quite nice in the morning it's just like quiet yeah I don't know what it is about a morning and I like I kind of like feeling I don't know why I like feeling like I'm busy getting on with my day while other people are not even started yet almost like I don't know why I like that thought I'm like yeah winning the day <laughs> I know what you mean so being a pro, how does it feel with your massive Starbucks mug that I still can't get over? So I did actually do a post about this before I won the card. And it was actually having a conversation with uh, a men's physique pro um, who I'd met previously. I, 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 we were in Spain. We were in Alicante. We were in the gym. He was competing because there was a pro show the next day. And um, he'd come and trained at LRF previously. So that's how we kind of knew each other vaguely. And um, we were just saying how literally nothing will change in my day-to-day life. like and it has not like nothing has changed um apart from my bio on Instagram (laughs) um I still do exactly the same things um and literally nothing has changed which as well is so true yes I've achieved that awesome goal um and I'm like obviously like ecstatic about that I don't think it's actually gonna really set in 
until I actually start like a prep for a pro show because still to me like there's still people sort of like in the gym and things like saying well done and congratulating me and I'm like oh my god yeah I forgot that happened almost like it doesn't feel real still at all like it definitely still wasn't sunk in like how does it if you think we sit here like think right now like how do you feel now going into a pro like show because I feel like what I tend to see in some sets is like it's that kind of I don't know it seems to be this I say I'm just talking from afar because I'm not a pro so don't understand this but like there seems to be this massive like build up to like this pro debut like it's this massive thing and then it's kind of like the anti-climax kind of happens yeah. like, after that. like yeah. how are you feeling like feeling going into your pro debut because I think some like for I say from what I can see from some people I do think there's this massive pressure for yeah. the debut like how do you feel honestly like going into that like what I call the next it's like football it's like the new like league of like yeah yeah definitely so like I am taking a long off season so it it's definitely a while away which I'm really excited for because I'm excited to just like do the work come back and improve um but I'm under no like disillusion that like I'm now like at the bottom of the pond essentially and I'm excited to like work my way up but yeah they're definitely oh I am a little bit <laughs> you asking that question has made me stress about about that I'm stressing about saying it's going to happen in a year's time <laughs> why do you think though like if I could like give you any advice Jodie from like from when I because only because like I've seen I've tanned you I've seen you like backstage and I, I've got that insight I just think like whenever whenever you've reminded me when I first met you that first time that was just like in, you know, it's like keeping ourselves to herself, like generally just like cool, calm, collected, like still had like wanted big things, but had like no expectations at the same time. Like when you had that balance in, like you always did your best when I saw you. So I just think if you just bring yeah. that for, like for all of your competing journey, like yeah, you're yeah. I think going into like a pro, like going to a pro league, like that's what I'd say to you. It's like just keep your same first timer, like. My, mentality my, yeah of like yeah. yeah yeah no for sure I feel like a first timer <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what's the quarter turn again like what, I mean? <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> would you think you want to do um in the UK in Europe in America in Japan like where would um, I would definitely love to do some like Europe again I really do feel like my physique like fits in really well on the like European stages um in terms of like you've got to think about who you're up against um and who you're competing against I'd also love to like do some shows in the states just I've never been um but yeah never um we haven't actually talked about that or really planned that out yet um, I don't know at the moment I'm like yeah just get get better get Step better up. grow some massive glutes and then we can think about it <laughs> I've got this like hilarious image of you like rolling around like Korea pro show with your massive bag of like vegetarian mints again I, I yeah and everyone just being like, what is that girl got like what is that <laughs> what is that you've got there I'm used to that to be honest with like what is that it's this one mock meat which is a vegetarian like bacon bits and it looks disgusting but it tastes amazing so whenever I eat it people are like oh I can smell bacon because it genuinely smells like bacon um but then they're like what is that because it does not look nice (laughs) I don't know what it's like on prep as long as it tastes good it doesn't it doesn't matter what it's like yeah so Future plans, we've got build glutes. Is there anything else like outside of like your own competing self that you kind of like are striving or like wanting to achieve at the same time? Um, just continuing to like build up my coaching and continue. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I really love watching the process unfold for people and seeing them go from like just your average gym goer or a complete beginner to seeing it like all unfold it's like really cool to watch um and like yeah feel privileged to be able to help people with it so yeah build up coaching continue on with that that is the goals really at the moment and do you think you would if you could like tell Shah why is my dog sniffing my laptop I don't understand why he thinks this is a little sniff 
generally some nothing there, hun. I don't even know. Um, if you could tell, like, Shah, who first competed, if you, you could tell her anything, like, what would it be? Mm, I don't know. I... I wouldn't have to tell her to like not give up because that's already there. Um, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. No one's ever answered that right before. It's cool though. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. I love that. Yeah, so. I feel like people always have like advice for themselves. I'm really bad with advice for myself. I don't know. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. Sometimes it doesn't have to be anything. Yeah, literally. I think that would be it. Keep doing what you're doing. Rinse and repeat. So last question. I pre-warned you this. So hopefully. Anyway, I did a solo one with Holly and she didn't, she said, oh, I prep people usually. She didn't prep me. And she asked me at the end, what makes you not just the healing girl? I was like, why are you throwing me off with my own question? Like she full on sabotaged my ass. So hopefully, I know, liberties. But what makes you not just a bikini girl? the pressure um what makes me not just a bikini girl I'm a retired party girl <laughs> like because hey so you did part you was in Ibiza but then would you you were working in a beauty salon so did you have to just like take holiday or was it like what was that sort of setup like or was they separate lives um no so we worked um like mobile around different hotels and the hours were like uh, 11 till like seven so you didn't ever have to get up like major major early which was obviously good um and then you could like request certain days off if there were certain events you wanted to go to and you didn't want to work the following day so it was really um yeah it was really good and how long did you do that for how many years uh just one just one season just one. yeah yeah i gotta lie i do like i'd be like i went there when i was 18 and like I do want to go back there again and like visit like Old Town Ibiza as Old well. Old Town is beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. meant to be so stunning. And I keep saying this to Jim, like we need to go Ibiza, we need to go Ibiza. It's like, stunning. There's so much more to it um, than just the like San Antonio, the party. Like there's so much more to it. Um, if you do go, you should go to Espedra Rock. Have you heard of that? No. So it's it's like meant to be like one of the most magnetic places on earth and like you have no phone signal there and there's amazing sunsets like google it s vegra rock and um there's like a restaurant on the beachfront overlooking it as well it's stunning that sounds amazing like i'm going there when it was just as this sorry to not is my age just as disclosure was starting to get big they had like they were at like some like a schwire or something probably Maybe. Yeah, I remember that because it was like a really small, like intimate gig. And I was like, I've got a theme. This person, like this disclosure thing is gonna be big. And then literally it's like yeah, like a few months after it was like whoa. Whoa. I like 15 pounds. So I was happy, okay. <laughs> definitely would not be able to pay 15 pounds to watch disclosure these days. But yeah. There you go. Hell um, to the lie. I really enjoyed this episode though. Like me too. Thank you so much for asking me to come on. You're welcome. You're welcome. Like, it's been cool to, I, it's funny because I've been, obviously I've seen you backstage at shows and then I've like kind of like. But it's always like quick conversation, isn't it? Like, it's like a, hello, how are you? And like, we're both busy. Like either I'm competing or I'm there for clients. or so you're obviously in and out of tanning people and doing whatnot. So yeah. Very tan, like every single five minutes and then show um, It's nice to see you without a tanned nostrils. <laughs> wow. I sometimes look like, but even so... <laughs> do you need to wash my hair don't be hunting yes that, that. um but if you are still listening i hope you have found this one interesting because i generally have found it really interesting kind of like dig a little bit deeper um so i will obviously leave all of i was gonna say lottie just to piss you off then but i'll <laughs> leave all of um charlotte's like details in the episode notes ago and check her out and um yeah thanks for coming on babe no, thank you for having me and thanks for anyone who made it this far. <laughs> See you guys in the next episode.